Father, we thank you for today, God. Father, I just pray over everyone in every ear in this place, every ear listening. Father God, we we want to yearn for you, Father God. We ask you, Father God, to fill every void in our heart, every everything that has come between us and you, God, everything that has tried to come in and, and cut off the life in us, Father God, the life of God. Father, we just ask you to breathe upon us, God. Breathe upon this word, God. Breathe upon every vessel that's a glory carrier, God, for your anointing glory. The temple of the living God is not made by the hands of man, but you made the temple, God. And we ask you to manifest in that same manner in us, through us, and to us, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Today's message calling Expecting God. If we're in a posture of expectation, if we're not in a posture of expectation, posture is positioning, a already of expectation, we have the potential to become ritual, ritual, ritualistic. That means we begin to do things that are dead. We begin to do things just because we do them, like waking up and even grabbing your Bible and reading your scripture can become religious, religious, um, ritualistic, meaning a ritual instead of by power and by agreement. God wants us to, whatever we do, do it in the name of the Lord, whatever we do, expecting Him, expecting. And we lose expectation, we begin to get lukewarm. He wants us to be expecting Him in everything that we do. In Him we move and live and have our being. And God wants us to realize that and keep that. If not, what our mind will condemn our heart. We must have a, a deep yearning for God, personally and corporately. If not, what, what begins to creep in is religion. Religion creeps in. Faith without expectation is not faith. It's only old belief rising up. Old belief rising up. You know God is God because of the things that happened in your past. You know God is God because you just know it. You go and you're, that's who you are. It's what you believe. But you're not really living in that believing atmosphere every day. You're not living and believing that God it can do anything, anytime, anywhere, any place. Amen. Amen. And we, we, we need to begin to live that way. And then He manifests that way. And then we stop. And then we just, because of all of our past with Him, we begin to forget what He's capable of doing. And it's so easy to do because we be, then we become complacent. Complacency breathes apathy and complacency begins, and then we begin even to sin. And then we, and unbelief creeps in. And that's something that we all need to, every single minute of our life and week, daily, weekly, hourly, need to contend because you'll feel that. And then you just begin to just live like any other normal person that doesn't have any faith or doesn't have any belief. We begin to be just like everybody else, but we're just different because of what we believed in the past. But what's happening in the future is no different than anybody else because nothing's happening. And we need to have a testimony on our lips daily. And that's what I want to bring to the plate today. That's what I want to bring in our hearts today. Because when we come here on Friday, we need to expect God. Yes. We're just expecting. And when we yes. expect Him, He yes. shows up. Praise he promises, because I'm going to show you today. It says, and, and expectation, expectation bursts desperation. We must know that He is a reward of those who diligently seek Him. So if you know He's a rewarder, you expect the reward. You don't know what it is, so what it is. You can be like a kid before we stop doing the pagan stuff on that one that, that Christmas morning. You don't know what's in that box. 
but you're expecting and you know it's that day and that's going to show up under that tree because it does every year and God always shows up or we just come and don't expect anything to show up and then nothing shows up and then there's there's no expectation but we always and, and it's funny that more people have more and that's why we need to go back as faith as a little child little kids believe and they have faith no it always happens we got to know that God always happens Amen. God always happens it's Amen. us that stop happening God always happens. Diligence. Consciousness as um, persistent work, persistent effort, application, concentration, effort, care, industrious, rigor, um, thoroughness, perseverance, persistence, tenacity, dedication, commitment, tirelessness. Means we got to go after God and not be weary of well doing because we will reap a harvest. But you need to believe you're going to reap it. See, we forget to believe and we get tired. And, and, but it, when we, until we really need something, then we get desperate. God wants us to be desperate for Him because we need Him whether we think we have Him or not, or we have everything we need. We're desperate for Him, and that's when He 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 rewards us. His reward is Him. His reward is Him. Hebrews 11, 1-6 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. For the, for the elders obtained a good report. Through faith underst- they understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, that the things which are seen may, may appear the things which do appear. But by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which obtained a witness that he was righteous. Why was he righteous? Because he believed... That God was a rewarder of those who diligently seek. He's to believe that if he brought a better offering, God would move even more upon his heart. God would even move more upon his life. He believed not that it's by works that we... But he believed, so it said, his, his bringing the, the best that he can, the best attitude, the best heart, the best hunger, the best tor- for God, expecting God, because... We can't see God, but we bring it no matter if we see Him or not, because we are expecting Him to do what He says He's going to do. Because when we stop expecting, we start moving in that kind of posture. And we stop moving in that type of, and we begin apathetic, even though we're doing it in, in a form of godliness, but we're denying the power of it. That means, yeah, we're coming here, we're going to the front, we're getting on our knees, but really something's missing. Something's not right. And, and that thing that's not right, sometimes it's just corporate. God doesn't want two or three, He wants everybody to be moving in one accord because it's called unity. And it's like, he, even when we say something from the yearnings of our heart, that one sound makes a choir to God that actually opens up the heaven and pours out because He knows there's the anointing flows through the unity because He's looking for that sound of one accordness. That he can flow in, because it's like it's the the one accordance is like the needle that breaks open the heavens, and it's like God knows that. And if somebody's not in the room, He knows exactly because He created everybody to worship Him, so He knows exactly what the sound is He's looking for till He comes in the room. So one person could throw off the whole atmosphere of God. So that's why God, in old school religion, it's like. Get get your don't come in here. Say, come in expecting that God's already here because He is. He says when two or three are here, He's in the midst. 
Thank you, brother. So it says, by faith, Abel offered. Not by works, he didn't do it. He did it by faith. And his faith turned into works. But his faith showed God about what his, what he, what his heart was really about. He obtained the witness of the, he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by them seeing, being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should see not see death, and was not that was his reward for walking with God. He didn't have to see death. There's some of us that will not have to see death. How do you say that? Well, we were just talking about that yesterday, because it said the dead in Christ will rise first. That means people, those that are here remain. There's some people that won't even be martyred, because it said those that are alive. Live on earth, we'll meet them in the air. Some people won't even have to be martyred. That could be your reward. Maybe God's going to use all the lukewarm people to, to be the testimony of the martyrs. Cause, but those that were walking with Him, your reward might be you never have to face torture. What if that could be? the What if the reward, whatever it is on your heart, God's capable. Are you expecting that God can do anything that He yes. is capable of doing? Amen. He can make you disappear. He made Jesus disappear because it wasn't His time. So he walked right in the midst of them. They could not touch him. God is, can do anything he wants. He's yes. ma- he yes. is that. And we need to begin to believe yes. that. Because when we stop doing that, our heart begins to get hardened. He said that, that, in the, in that he had translated him. Before his translation, he had a testimony that he pleased God. And we know that the Bible says without faith that it is impossible to please him. Oh, that's the next Next sentence. For they that cometh to God must believe that He is. Not that He might do it. That He is a rewarder of those who diligently, what? Seek Him. Diligently means we, we, we read what, let's, let's read it again. Diligent. Seeking Him with effort, with industriousness, with rigor, with thoroughness, with, with perseverance, with commitment. Without keep being tired, tirelessly, mean not doing it no matter what. Hard. Seeking after Him hard. Because if not, we begin to become dead. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last day perilous times shall come, men shall be lovers of themselves. These are things that will get you lukewarm. Lover, covetousness, lover, boasters, proud, blasphemers disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form, because God delivers us from all of those above, but we have to believe that He has the power to do it. So it says having a form of that, or we have a form here, we're meeting together, a form of godliness in in the name of God, but do we believe that His power is here? Do we believe that He can do anything today? Mm-hmm. Or are we still waiting for Him to, in a few years? Or He's coming. Or is He here now? He's here now. God has appointed times and seasons and stuff, but He, know, he knows when everyone's going to know that He's here now. So He's appointed those times, but that time is now. Because if you don't live for the time is now, then it never comes. I'm not, I can't have faith for tomorrow. I need to have faith for now. So, if I believe that, well, it's not his time, I, won't ha- I will begin to make myself lukewarm and say, well, why am I going to waste, why am I going to be diligent when my reward's in heaven? Why am I going to be diligent when my reward's going to be when I die? I'll just become religious and become ritualistic because I believe that I believe that I believe and even Satan believes 
that as well that He's true, that He's a lot, that He's who He is, doesn't impress God. What impresses God is He wants us to be rigorously, vehemently running after Him. And that's what we want to get in our hearts today to do. Because without it, we begin to become lukewarm and religious. It says, and then having a form of godliness but denying the power, it says, from turn away. Turn away from things that deny the power. Turn away from that. Do not deny the power. For this creeps into houses, leads silly women captive, laden with sin, diverse lust, ever learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth, never coming to the manifestation of the power. Janice and Jopre withstood Moses and resisted the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. They didn't say they didn't believe. They wouldn't follow Moses unless they believed. Or unless they were Jews. We're not coming, we don't come here together unless we're Christians. Or we, What kind of cr- craziness is that? People do it all the time. That's what God's coming in. Not just coming together because we need to come together. We need to come together because we, we believe that He's a reward of those that diligently seek Him. And He said that when we come together that much can happen. And God can uh, overwhelm us. And, and things need to happen. Things have to happen. Yeah. They shall proceed no further than follow. Manifest to all men, for there is also. But there shall be fully known in my doctrine a manner of purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience. Persecutions, afflictions came unto me. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Everybody say, the Lord will deliver me. And that, and all those that live Godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things that you have learned, and be assured in knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and they from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith. Unto salvation through faith. Unto deliverance through faith. Unto manifestations of power through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All holy scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, and correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto good works, unto power, unto God rewarding them. Not a form of godliness, not a title or Christian, and not have anything manifesting. No, Enoch, please God. And God and, and walked with God. Apathy produces unbelief, and so does familiarity. Familiarity. We get so familiar. Well, it's just Sunday. Oh, it's just you know we done that. Now, God didn't show up last week. Probably not going to show up. Today. We need to stop because there was a time in everybody's personal life, maybe not all at the same time, when God was wonderful, wonderful, did mighty things, made us. There's no reason we'd be here today unless He did those things. Because why would we continue to seek after Him? But the enemy and distraction and our own unbelief begins to get our heart hardened and then we begin to just be normal. God doesn't like normal. He wants us to be on fire. He wants to be alive. He wants us to be diligently seeking Him. Diligently seeking. Expecting something to happen. Next week we have... Let's expect the deaf to hear. If the deaf comes, we got to expect that expect it and we'll begin to see more things than we've ever seen when we don't expect anything god's like i'm not gonna 
Do nothing. I'm going to show you right here. Mark 6, 1-6. And he went out from them, and he came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. See, his disciples followed him. God will do... And then people be like, oh, this was horrible. But... And then one person be like, oh, today was amazing. All this time. Why that one person was expecting him. God wants it to be corporately. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence this man these things? And what wisdom which is given unto him, that even such does such mighty works were wrought at his hands. And God says, we will do more mighty works. If we expect it, is not this, then this is our problem right here. Is not this the carpenter? Isn't that just, oh, that's just Joe. Oh, that's just Marlene. That's just Shane. That's just Amy. That's just this one. That's just, you know, we know all about them. We know their flaws. You know, even Jesus, yeah, he had flaws. I I guarantee it. He had flaws. He didn't sin, but he he wasn't, he, he I mean, he had flaws. He even went to, when he was 13, teaching, but they're like, they didn't, he didn't do no mighty works then. He was just a kid that had all this wisdom. And yeah, he was different. We're all different now if we got Jesus. We're all supposed to walk different. We're all different anyway. But, but they began to see him as that normal person. And we began to see God as that normal person. If we, and we began to see the Holy Spirit as just the normal person. We began to see this place as just a normal place, then it becomes normal. And then nothing begins to happen. But when we all begin to expect more, and I think God's putting an expecting story because He's about to do something. He wants, not about, He's going to do something right now, this minute, but I'm saying He is making us feel this way because He's not satisfied with our, with our, with our complacency. He wants us to expect more. We're in trans transition right now for greater and he wants us to expect more not to be satisfied with what what he's done in the past even in our own personal life and even among us and and even on mission trips we come back and, and we begin because we're expecting well we'll just get expectant when we're about to leave the nations we'll just begin to expect more and we always do because because we're used to that but God wants us to expect more every single day of the week every minute every hour in our own life and in Whenever we come together, and when we don't, then we're just being religious and ritualistic. We come because if there's no life in it, it's a ritual. If if I believe that, I even if we like, there could be pain. There's a reason we want that we do things and set an atmosphere for Him to show up and to to, to 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 be in in our midst. If we just do it and don't expect Him, He'll just leave. He does it all the time. And then the Sabbath day was come, and they began to teach in the synagogue. And they said, Is this not just the carpenters, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judah, and Simon? That's why it is a lot hard for to minister a family, because first of all, they, don't, they know too much about you. And they've seen too many things about you. But strangers, that's why when people, ministers get big names, people start expecting more because they've heard more has happened. So we got to see everyone that has Jesus that anything cap- uh, is capable of happening m- will happen if we expect it. it. has nothing to do with the power of man. It's the power of God in man. And not his sisters with us. And They're trying to make what was not normal. Jesus was not normal. 
when considering normal being, he wasn't born like we were born? Well, he was born like we were born, but he didn't... In other words, everybody knows the story. He was no... It was supernatural. God did a miracle even in the beginning. So, And now He did a miracle us, and when we're born again, we're not normal. And we got to stop thinking that we're normal. Because the devil all day long wants to make you think that you're normal. And the more, and when you begin to think that you're normal, you'll act normal. And you'll be normal, just like normal people. And normal people do not please God. And I'm not saying abnormal as being weird, but being weird for Him. He says we're a, we're a peculiar people. We're strange to the world because we're not of it. We're different. We think different. We act different. And we irritate the normal. Why? Because we don't act like them. We don't think like them. Why? Because God has given us a new heart, a new mind, and given us a new vision. And we have a new hope inside of us. And we don't see things the way that others see things that are dead, people that are dead. But when we lose our expectancy, we begin to see things just like the dead. Because we see nothing happening. God wants us to, to, to not lose our wonder and continue to want and desire Him and expect God in everything that we do. It's what He wants today. And there, and this is just this, and they were offended at him. Who does he think he is? He grew up with us, and now he thinks he's better than us. He grew up with us, and he thinks we got to listen to him now. Grew up with us. I don't remember when he was thrown out of school, thrown out of the temple. He got thrown out of church because he wasn't right. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor in his own country, and among his own kin, in his own house. Listen to this. And he could, he could there do no mighty work. There's a Matthew that says he did little mighty work. So basically, he didn't do some spectacular things because, because, not because he couldn't, but because he couldn't because of them. He won't, and God won't either, and he can't. It shows you that God, in expectancy, shows up and moves. And he's, he's the Bible says two or three are gathered in his name, he is in the midst. But if you just say, well, he's not going to do nothing, that's just the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's just a gentleman. That's what everyone says. He's just a gentleman. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. He doesn't heal anymore. He doesn't do this. He likes it. We began to become ritualistic, and we began to have a form of godliness, but we deny the power. Where is the power? He is the power. God gave us power. And say that he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. Well, we just did that. It'd be a great day in the office. To Jesus, it was a horrible day. He did no mighty, mighty works. And he was upset. And he's like, I'm not going to come here Friday night, Wednesday night, when everyone's so familiar with me. You're so used to me. I'm just like your, your brother, your sister, your mother. And you really don't care. That's what he's saying. He's like, I'm just going to, I'm here. I'm always going to be there because you came, but I'm just going to leave. Because you know what? There's no expectancy. There's no faith in the atmosphere. There's just a bunch of, let's get this over with because we want to go go to sleep. We want to rest. We want to do the same. We're going out. We need to begin to expect and we'll begin to see again. Amen. See Him move mightily among us. Could not do any mighty works and, 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 and save the few. He laid hands on a few and they were healed. And He marveled because, He marveled because of their unbelief. Why? Because so many people there have been seeing him do things before. But he allowed the sin of, ex- uh, of, of, of familiarity, he allowed what people were saying, see, he, he allowed what people were, were saying, 
let others' atmosphere change. In other words, he went around, he said, and he marveled because of their unbelief. But there were so many people that were there that saw him do things before. There were people there that heard what he was doing in other cities. But when a few people were, had to say, oh, that's just, he's not a prophet, he's not this, he's not that, that's just a, a normal place, he's just a, a normal person, you guys are all crazy. They allowed that spirit and those words to begin to get into their heart and take their expectancy away. And when they didn't expect anything, he left. Matthew 13, 54, he said it like this. And he came into his own country and he taught them in the synagogue as much as were astonished. They were astonished and said, Whence this man's... So there's people that probably didn't know he was the son of Joseph. There was people there that probably didn't know all the stuff that some of the people there, because it was his own city. But you know, there came the other people. Oh, I know him. Yeah, I grew up with that guy. Oh yeah, I seen. Have you seen him on? I seen him on. Oh yeah, yeah. He, I used to go to school with him. Oh yeah, that's that. Yeah, I used to play with him. He's not a big deal. He's not a special person. Well, if the world doesn't see anything special in you, you don't do not. Don't begin. You're just, what, what are you talking about? Well, he said this. Yeah, I know him. And then, but they laughed the ear, the 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 ag- agnostic, the. What are those other words for the um, for the people that don't believe? Atheist. Atheist um, uh, starts with an S. Anyway, those people that don't really believe. And it says, "Is not this the carpenter's son?" In other words, his dad's a builder. He came from heaven. I saw him grow up with his father, because they were looking with carnal eyes. Is not his mother called Mary, and his brother James and and jo- jo- Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence has this man all these things? And they were offended in him because Jesus said unto them, A prophet has no honor. They're offended in him because he said he was a prophet. And they said that in, 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 in his own honor, in his own country, and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works. There, because of their unbelief. In other words, I think what he said, he probably just healed some people, like he said, but he didn't do any ma- major things because of the other scripture. And then Matthew considered it just more of more healing was more. Mark didn't see that as big as Matthew did. But if you get the gist of it, let's go to Mark six thirty through fifty six. And the prophets gathered themselves together, the apostles gathered themselves together, and Jesus and told him all the things both that they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, And rest a while, for there were many coming and going, and had no leisure, so much as to eat. And they departed into the desert place and by the ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of the cities, out went them, and came together unto him. And Jesus went and came out and saw the people. These people had expectancy. Look at this. And, and was moved with compassion toward them. Because there was sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when... So they, he didn't set a meeting. At least you can say, hey, there's a meeting 6 o'clock Friday night. We can be expecting it. They lived a lifestyle... They heard he was around. They didn't care whether there was a meeting or nothing. They, he made a meeting 
happen because they were expecting. So spirit of wisdom and revelation started to flow through him. And we have meetings sometimes, and it's hard to even preach because no one's expecting things. And everybody knows there's supposed to be something to be said. These people were coming, expecting, and then things began to get said because they weren't even planned to be said because they were expecting. Mm -hmm. And they got the best meal and the best food out of it all. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to even preach for 40 minutes. Is it wrong? Is something wrong with God? Or in Brazil, four hours felt like an hour because there was expecting. But after the church gets started in three years, it could happen. What's happening? Because expectancy died. Oh, it's happening again. Why? Go back to that place of expectancy and let the preaching come out and, and, and manifestations of glory and power because of expecting. Because if not, it's sin to God anyway. It's sin to Him to have unbelief. He said he was grieved because they had no shepherds. In other words, they have no shepherd, so no one's leading them to be fed. So Jesus like, I better feed them now because they have no shepherd. And there's no one leading them to green pastures, so I'll feed them. He sent in a desert place. Now is time far past, and he sent them away. And they, and they may go into the country and round about the villages and buy themselves bread. For they have nothing to eat. And he answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy to... So they're like, Well, should we go buy food of bread and give them to eat? And he said unto them, How many loaves do you have? Go see you when you knew, they say, five and two fishes. And he commanded them, Then he commanded them to make all sit down in companies upon the grass. Nobody knew what was going on. He knew the people were hungry. Then he commanded them, and they did what he said. He made them sit in companies of 50 or whatever, and all the people were still in expectancy. So he's like, I know that they're expecting, so I know God's going to move. So no matter what they're going to get, they're expecting something, and they all got lunch because they were expecting. He rewarded them. Why, how did he reward them? He didn't go and send them off because they were going to faint. He said, you know what? I'll spend more time with him. And what if our reward is just him? Just him staying and doing a miracle because he doesn't want you to have to go to work. Once you have to go struggle or go do this, he wants you to stay there with him and your reward will be the glory and manifestation of the bread from him personally. Commanded them to sit down in companies. He sat down in the ranks of by hundreds and by fifties. And when... He had taken the five loaves and the two fishes. He looked to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves. And he gave them to the disciples set before them and the two fishes and divided them among them all. He looked to heaven. He expected daddy to move. He looked to heaven. We need to continue to look to heaven. He didn't look at the, all the people and see the need and say this is impossible. He looked to heaven and he expected because he knew everything Every true and, and precious gift and every miracle comes from heaven. He looked to heaven and Jesus expected now because they expected from Him. He expected from God. When people are expecting for what you have something to give them, you expect to God and they'll, you'll, they'll manifest it. you be the conduit of, of whatever they need if they're expecting because now Jesus is in you. We are the representation of Him. And they did all eat, not just one, but even if, even if 50 people ate, it would have been a miracle. But they all ate. And they all did eat and they were filled. So their expectancy, 
them diligently seeking Jesus, heard He was there, didn't care how many days or hours it was, and, and they, they didn't say, well, I'm going to go on a fast. They didn't eat, and they didn't run to eat. Their belly wasn't their God. Jesus, what they were getting was, was they were expecting Him, and they didn't care about the natural. See, getting the natural will get in the way of the supernatural. Get, always having your mind on the natural will, will, will stop you from expecting Jesus in the supernatural. And they took up the twelve ba- baskets full of the fragments and fishes. So there he was, more than enough. He, he had more than enough that they could go and now take it home and say, this is the supernatural, this was a miracle, and now there's twelve baskets left over. More than enough. And they did eat, and it says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship, and to go into the other side, before unto the Bethsaida, while he sent the people away. Then Jesus, alright, now he's like, I've had enough. You guys, they would probably follow him how much longer? Because they expected him. Now, to the point, you can expect God, just, like, God will have to just send you away, then, that, then you're in a good place. And when he had sent them away, he departed into the mountain to pray. And when he was come to the ship in the midst of the sea, and it was, and he alone on the land, he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. They were rowing against the wind, and they were toiling. And Jesus, and about the fourth watch of the night, cometh unto him walking upon the sea. So now Jesus went. He saw his disciples. Toiling in the boat, working hard against, he was resting, went up, rested, prayed, and then he saw, and then he started to come to them upon the sea, and he said, walking, and then upon the sea, and would have passed by them, and he saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed that it had been a spirit, and cried out, for they all saw him, and were troubled, and immediately he talked to them, and said unto them, be of good cheer, for it is I, be not afraid. And he went unto them, unto the ship, and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed themselves, because beyond measure, and wondered. Everybody say, and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves. Isn't this crazy? For their heart was hardened. They just saw that, and they were afraid of all that, seeing what Jesus did. That's how we become right after have a great meeting, all that. Oh, God does a miracle. God heals somebody. God casts out demons. Jesus does this. Jesus comes through. And the next day, we're not expecting anymore. Because right here, what did he say? Jesus was, for right then, he's like, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves and the fishes, for their heart was hardened. What was it? Right after a nap. Jesus, it wasn't even the next day. It was, could, however little bit of time he went, he saw them toiling then all of a sudden, that's how we become right away. And he's like, and Jesus was what he he was he was sore amazed beyond measure and wondered. They considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of Gens and drew to the shore. And when they were come out of the ship, straightway they knew not they knew him, and ran through them that region. Roundabout began to carry about the beds of those that were sick. But the people heard, they were coming expecting. They came, roundabout in beds, those that were sick, 
Sometimes it's the closest people to you that end up becoming the less expectant. Look at all those people he grew up with. They didn't get nothing. People that got a lot and became so close to Jesus end up becoming so useless in the power of God. So lukewarm in, in the manifestations. Because they... Isn't that crazy? You should, we should be the most expect... Those, those disciples should expect more. But it was the people that heard things because they were expecting. They were so determined and they were so hungry and they so needed a miracle that they didn't care. And that's what's happening in, you know, in these other nations, in Africa and stuff. They go to witch doctors and stuff's happening because they're so desperate. But we know the truth. We don't have a way. We need to be desperate for Him. The disciples have it too, so don't think it's not going to happen to you within the same day. And you're just, you can come and go tonight and be empty and dry in unbelief tonight after today. And even if God showed up and did a miracle for you. We need to be expecting Him. So they went around the village with their bed and the sick and they heard where they just heard He was. Well, people are going to hear that God's here and they're going to come maybe one or two times and they're going to get some great thing and you guys are going to that been walking with Him for going to get nothing. We need to expect Him every day. Because it's easier for us when we get familiar with Jesus, get familiar with miracles, get familiar with our relationship with Him to begin to get nothing. That's according to what the Word says. And strange people, and then we go to Nations Day, and you're like, oh God, God used to do that, but now it's more... No, because of our hearts have become hardened. Hardened hearts of unbelief. And whatsoever He entered into villages and cities and countries, they laid the sick on the streets. They did, not the disciples. The people that heard. That's why there's so many more belief with these false healings and false things. Something about being so close to the real, we begin to get familiar. Being close to one another, we begin to get familiar with one another. That's just so-and-so. Yeah, but if you could peel back the flesh and see the glory of God in all of us, we'd have more faith. But faith, the kingdom of God is not by observation. They didn't see Jesus. They're not going to see you. You're not going to see one another. You better see past that. The kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God is not by observation. It's within us. So see through the flesh. You can take the echo off. (laughs) We're helping out the musicians a little bit. (laughs) That's the dragon a little bit. (laughs) I'm like, oh, he's still... Through the flesh, 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 flesh. (laughs) Echo, echo, echo. (laughs) And whatsoever he entered into the villages and cities and country, they laid the sick in the streets and bought them, and they might touch them, that the board of his garment, and many that touched him were made whole. Not just the one woman, many that touched him. We should be made whole wherever we're broken. We're going to get broken going on. Our heart's going to get broken. Our spirit's going to get broken. But you don't even need to come here. Live expectantly. Whatever gets broken gets fixed. But when we stop expecting, we live broken again. Not that broken is a bad thing, but God doesn't want us broken. He's fixed us. He's, he's the fixer. He, 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 he's not in the business of, of, of reverbishing you every ten minutes. He wants you to be fixed so you can fix others. When we get old in our complacency, we need to be reverb, re, fixed back up. 
But if we live in expectancy, we never get broken in that sense. We God wants us to be broken in a sense of, of brokenness for Him, that we, but not a broken like broken by the devil, broken because of offense, broken because we're mad, broken because we're not seeing anything going on, broken because we're dry, broken because we got dry because He was there but we didn't drink it. Faith without works is dead. Oh, there's the river, but I'm not going to... He better give me, and my lazy self, give me IV right now, because I'm not going to go dip my cup in the in the faucet. He better. He always does it. He all, you know, and it's just like, oh, give me IV, IV, and then we're about ready to die, and then we get desperate for him. He wants us to be desperate every minute. Revelations 3, 1 through 6. Unto the angel of the church of Sardis I write these things. Saith he has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works and then that you have a name. You have a title. You have a name that, that you live. We have a name. We're Christians. Thou livest but thou art dead. Wow, that's pretty strong. He's talking to the church, right? He said, oh, you have the name of church of Sardis. Church of hot. Church of whatever. You have a name, body of belief. Of this, but he says, you know, you have a name, living water sanctuaries, but you got no water. That's what he's saying. A lot of church. That's how the churches are. Do you want to become like that? I mean, we expected when we were like a little child again. Thou art dead. Be watchful and strengthen which remains. So he's saying, there's always hope as as long as we're breathing, because you can resurrect God in us. That's what he wants to do. He'll do it. The fire of God. That thou art ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember, whose works were perfect? He was a reward of those who diligently seek them. Therefore, remember that which you have received and heard, and hold fast and repent. For there thou such shall not watch. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come as a thief. So what happens when we begin to die? We begin to lose consciousness of, of sight. Our heart gets hardened. So we begin not to see. We don't see Jesus because we don't expect Him. So we're dead. He's not in that church because no one expects Him. He left the city of Galilee. He leaves the church. He leaves the city because He doesn't... He said, let the dead bury the dead. I only... I'm not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. So if I'm the God of the living, you better expect that I'm alive and expect... Because when there's something's alive, it moves. When something's dead, it doesn't move. So... God must be moving. And if He's not moving, it's not that He's dead. You are. And that's what He wants you to know today. Because your mind's on everything else. Everything else. You expect God for, for selfish ways. No, He wants you to expect Him for whatever He puts in front of you. And if He's told us to come and meet together, He's expecting that we're expecting Him. We just show up and the house is big. We just show up. But he's in, he's in the parlor, down three flights of stairs, sitting in the corner. We go to the house, though, sit in the living room, and we don't seek him diligently. He's in the lazy. like, oh, they know I'm in the house. They don't even want to look. They're, so, they're not expecting, like, they're so lazy. Their hearts, so they don't seek me. I'm here. Hide and go seek, right? It's like they know I'm here because this, I said it, two and three gathered. You know what? I'm just going to sneak out the back door because... They expect me to come, run up there. When I'm the one, they should expecting to find. Come find me, right? 
He's here. Find Him. When He knows your heart is diligently looking for Him, not just showing up, sitting, you know, walk in the house. I'll get the closest seat near the door because when I'm ready to leave, I'm right out the door. A lot of people do that in churches too because they don't want anyone to disrupt anybody. Why? Because they're religious and they're ritualistic. They're just going to punch a time card. They don't want to disrupt anybody because they know that they're not... That other people might be engaging God, and when they're not, when they're tired, when they don't, you know, when I used to go to in the building and want to be the front and the center of right there because I said that must be where the anointing must be the strongest, and sit right in the middle, front row, right about where he said, and then if I feel that God's moving people up to the front, and I see well something's happening because people are going to the front, I don't keep my butt there, I move to the front. Because maybe, I, maybe I'm off that day. Somebody must be. Something must be happening up there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to move up there. Yeah. You know? I'm not gonna, and, 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 but people are like, Oh, you know, I'm here, God. Come touch me. There's, there's something to do with that faith and works. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, some people that, you know, I'm not getting people that, you know, have things that they can't move well or getting older or stuff. I'm not talking about that. Their heart can be moving up front. But if your heart's not moving up front either, then that means you're, you're just there, just trying to, not expecting God. And so there's something about that diligently seeking Him. Well, you know, and then if it, even if He might not even just say, you know what, you go up here, sit there, move there, do something. But he, I'm going to find Him because you know what? He's, he's here. Yeah. And... He promises He's here. So, if I'm not feeling nothing, I'm going to press. And then, if no one else is, because everyone wants everyone else to bring Him here for you. Right. You know? And that's okay when you're a baby Christian or you're, you're in ministry and people don't know, you know, all that. But more people that, it seems like, they don't even know that here, or actually even though they don't know what they're expecting, they're expecting something, God's giving them something. They don't know what they're expecting is going to, cost them everything they're going to have to follow then things happen later and that's what ends up happening with us he said remember there how you have received and heard and hold fast and repent there shall not watch you know I will come as the thief in the night you won't even know when I'm there because you're not with me you're not expecting so I'm going to come when you're not expecting because you're not expecting anyway you're doing everything else so you're not even going to know when I come you're going to miss me hold fast the names even as Sardis and have not defiled their garments they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh is the same that shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, for I will confess his name before my Father and before the angels. He that has an ear, hear what the Spirit says unto the church. Mark 3. Let's see here. Jesus withdrew himself, his disciples into the sea, Galilee followed him. And the great multitude, he spoke unto his disciples in a small ship. Is this a different one? We'll have it again. I'm just going to do it. See what happens. Must be something there. And he spoke to his disciples in a small ship, and they would wait because of the multitude. Less. Oh, yeah, right here. This is a whole different one. He's in the ship. He spoke to his disciples that were in a small ship that they should wait, wait on him because of the multitude. He's telling them, wait on him because of the multitude. Lest they'll throng him. When we come here, we need to be thronging him. Mm-hmm. What is thronging him? Going after him. See, the disciples weren't thronging him no more. They began to even have unbelief. But those others, he couldn't even go places because they were thronging him. 
And what he would do almighty works and miracles. And look at what happened when to the people that were thronging him. It says, and followed him, great multitude, because they had heard the great things that he did. They came unto him and he spoke to his disciples. So they heard all these things. And now we're hearing all these things. Unless they should throng him. For he had healed many. Inasmuch as they pressed upon him. We need to press upon him. For he had healed many. And, and they pressed upon him for, to touch him. So if he's here, all we need to do is touch him. How do we touch him? With our heart. Mm-hmm. Expecting him. See, Jesus was in Galilee, but they didn't. See, they didn't touch him. In other words, their heart didn't touch him. Their words didn't touch him. Their words pushed him away. Their thoughts pushed him away. Their actions made him leave. See what I'm saying? It, it wasn't just because they knew, but they became familiar with him because they, they, they and, he, and he hated it. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it says, And as much as they pressed on him, that they touched him, as many had plagues and unclean spirits, and when they saw him, they fell before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. And straightly charged them that they should not make him known. Matthew 18, and we're going to close. Everyone can stand up. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Write that, that's authority. And whosoever shall loose shall be, shall be loosed on earth shall be loosed. Now we're on earth, and God's in heaven. Also, we're, on, we're speaking from here, and things are happening there. But if we think heaven's so far away, then we've already missed it. Because of course God cannot. Our authority means we have heavenly authority right here on earth. So whatever we, we're doing, we have the same authority now in heaven that we have on earth, because we've got Jesus died on the cross and gave us the authority. So, He said unto them, that if two of you shall agree, two of us agree, touching anything, it, they shall have what they ask. And it shall be done to them of my Father which is in heaven. So you're on earth, but you can move heaven from on earth if you're expecting. Or you can religiously say, okay, we're agreeing because of religion. But there's no expectancy. There's got to be faith in that agreement. My Father which is in heaven... For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. Another word, when two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there. But if you're just gathered without expecting just because you're gathering because you're supposed to, religiously or ritually, I'm not in that. I'm just going to leave. We just saw all about that. But when two or three are gathered, I'm in the midst of them. So if you know He's in the midst of us, and you have expecting, and you know what He's capable of doing, anything, because with God all things are possible, then things start to happen. It's not nothing wrong with God. It's always us. So don't always look to what's wrong with God, because that's what religion does. And then you begin to do works in the flesh. See, I'm not talking about works in the flesh. I'm talking about hunger in the Spirit. I'm talking about expecting in the Spirit. Diligently seeking Him because He's a rewarder. Not diligent, not, not doing, praying, doing things because you want God to do something. Doing things because you just want Him. And diligently seeking Him, but expecting He's, he's going to do what He wants. There's a fine line between that. 
Because there's works of the flesh where we do things because we think we just do them and that pleases God because we needed to earn our way for Him to love us or earn our way for Him to be pleased with us. But it's actually faith that pleases Him. So that's that's where the, where the Bible comes in about faith without works is dead. Because if you have faith, you're going to diligently seek Him because you believe Him. So the things that you do are not things of the flesh, but are things of the Spirit leads you to do. They're the things of the yearning. It's like it's going after Him. Going after Him. Diligently seeking Him. And He's a rewarder. So if you want to know if you have faith, you'll have the reward of faith. What is the reward? You'll see the fruits of it. So there's a fine line between that. It's not about... And then that's what, what's the problem with false grace. False grace is, He did everything. I just sit back and... If God's not doing it, He must not want me to have it right now. God just, not, just doesn't want me to have Him right now. Well, He just didn't want to save people in Galilee. He just didn't want to show up in the city. No, they didn't want to expect Him. There's a fine thing about faith. Faith is not... Faith is not, it's not works. Right. Repentance is not the works of the flesh, it's the works of the heart. So the works of the heart are always working. We're talking about the works of the flesh. Because if your heart's not in it, it becomes religious. If you're praying and fasting, but it's your heart, then it's going to manifest. If you pray and fast because it's what Christians do, and God's going to get mad at me if I don't do it, yeah. then you're, that's the works of the flesh. That's then right. you're, you're borderline moving into the law. But if you're working by faith, because you know what? God ain't showing up the way you expect Him. That's not works. That's yearnings of the heart. That's expecting Him and then seeing the fruit of it. Because if you have faith, is the evidence of things yearned for. The things, faith, the evidence will come of what you believe if you really have faith. Not, not His faith, your faith in Him. Everybody wants to move in God's faith. God has all faith. He created everything. But if, if you're not creating anything Him through you, then your faith is in trouble. Because He said that He's made us now kings and priests. He's made us, and we will do more and mighty works. So, God wants us to believe. Father, I decree and declare that I'm the Son of God. You guys can decree if you want. I decree and declare, decree and declare. that I love you. That I love you. That I yearn for you. That, I yearn for you. that my words, that my words will, become flesh in me. will become flesh in me. That I'm a diligently seek you. Not because I want a reward. Because I want you. I'm not seeking a reward. I'm seeking you. I'm diligently want to know what the reward will be. My lifestyle has to be a yearning for you. I'm desperate for you. Make it manifest. I can't take it anymore. I want to see you move. Let the dead bury the dead. I'm going to follow you. I'm not going to be complacent. I'm not going to be familiar. I want you. Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, and all over again. again. 
And again. And again. And the sky, heaven is the limits. That means there is no limits. There's no limit with you, God. The limit is when I start to hear other people. Well, that's not supposed to happen now. Oh, that's just... Aren't you tired of that? And he, He's not going to do that again. Or that's just... Nothing happens at that place. Nothing usually happens on Friday night. Nothing happens. And then we start to believe it. We have to believe that He is. That's it. Just stop right there. Everybody say, I believe. I believe. That He is. That He is. That He is. That He is. Father, we seal it right now because You are. I am is He is. He is I am. Not me Him. He is, I am, so He is. He is, I am. Not me, Him. <laughs> he is, I am. Not me, Him. <laughs> he is, I am. Not me, Him. He is, I am. Not me, but Him. He is, I am. Not me, Him. Quit saying, He is, I am. He is, not me, I am. He is, I am. He is, I am. No, not me, Him. Because He is, I am. Not me. God, it's hard to say that. 